I, I like to give time uh, for people to get comfortable in their seats, um, check their aisles, <laughs> shut off their cell phones. Right, exactly. And just, just get ready for some good old fashioned comedy. They do say comedy is timing. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brand and sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 211 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Use an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandon. And with me, as always, loves to mainline the stress. Most awesome. That's right. Give it to me. Put it in my veins. I love when you gave that text. You're just like, I love stress, baby. Give it to me. <laughs> All you got. Let's get Sign it to you. Load me up. Just just put the bricks on my shoulders. Let me carry you across the finish line. All right. So my eight weeks abroad, and I'm here in Paris today, coming to a close. So all these things where we thought, you know, um, I would be nice enough to um, work around my schedule. We get that, that done on the weekend. Not often the case. So it's more of just like, hey, cram me in midday because I'm five hours ahead of you. So the last mm-hmm. time we got to do this, bro, we can go back to old fashioned regular scheduling programming. I like it. I like it. Well, I like this little like uh, interlude that we've had this little like abroad allowed us to stretch our wings to figure things out. And, yeah. and I'm glad that you got the experience too, bro. We got some great guests out of it. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Some solid guests that popped on, on there, but uh, yeah, getting back to that. That's enough about me. Talk plenty about me. What's going on with you, bro? Oh, you know, we're just figuring house stuff out, right? We're, we're, yeah. We put in an offer. We're seeing now. Now I got to see if it appraises for what they want, what we want, too. So that's always a, a scary premise. And then all the while, the, the worst thing about buying a house is like. What is it? The, the, house what, watch. House watch. You put in the offer, right? And then you got to go through all these things like inspections and appraisals. Okay. And they all take time. And it's all kind of like, hey, well if something kind of like funky comes out of this, like we can get out of this. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, well, how long will it take us to figure out, um, you know, when, when all that comes back and like, eh, by like the end of March, like, Oh, but we're supposed to move in the middle of April. That's like a solid, like two and a half week window to figure out like a, nothing's totally wrong with it. And now it's like, yep, now we can go, you can get all this squared away. And you know yeah, what I mean? Fine, cause, yeah. Cause if you do hit a curveball, then it's kind of like you're already pot committed or you're kind of already out there on the ledge of like ready to move. So, I mean, that would really, if there's a monkey wrench on this specific place, then it's, then you yeah. gotta like kind of pivot or get like, Oh, that's, that's why, you know, this yeah. all sounds too come. So it's not like, you know, I think I had something like this, like there was like a, like a really nice pair of shoes I wanted to get. Yep. So like exactly I went and at them. And I was just like, but then you went to the mall and were they not the same as what you looked at online? They did, but then I didn't want to pull the trigger. So mm. I went back home and then a couple of days later I went back and I bought them. Is this ringing bells or is this kind of, no, like no, this is sending shivers up my spine. How, <laughs> how eerily similar this is. Oh man. This sounds, um, a lot of, a lot of, ins and outs. this is, uh, quite the commitment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when, your little toes are running around and be like, are we moving yet? It's <laughs> sure, like, what's going on? Yeah. What's going if, on? If yeah. My other shoes have already planned to check out like by the end of the weekend. So it's just like, I better have that next pair ready to go. Right. Exactly. Beautiful. Uh, cool, yeah. Well, without your plate, I definitely glad you're jumping on this pod. And this is what you guys are going to hear that we're bringing. We're doing rip from the headline. We're doing 2022, the sweet 16. Going to talk that NCAA mm. tournament. Finally, each year gets later and later. 
We're going to tackle it now. We're down to 16. Going to do a little, you hear about this? Hear about this? A little bit from those Yahoo headlines. MAMA parenting tip. Doing a little PTO meetings. Just kind of what to expect. Just some tactics. Roll into your kid's school. Neapolitan showdown. We're doing top best picture winners of all time. Oscars coming up this weekend. Uh, I'm pretty sure nobody's going to be watching it, but we'll talk about best picture winners of yesteryear. Ooh. Brandon and Gamley Corner, we're doing Sweet 16 Odds, and we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Oh. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read, if you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Like you went, you went low. You went low on that one. That little thunders, little thunderstorm rumbling. Um, okay, um, we're doing rip from the headline. Sweet sixteen. What are we talking about this week, brother? Oh, because heading up as you as you tune in, you'll be listening to some, you'll be watching some Sweet Sixteen pa, basketball, and uh, yeah. So we want to get our our retro takes on it. Um, <laughs> I shit the bed off of the field of 64 takes was like Kentucky's really going to be strong. Ooh, they ran into a 15 seed out of Pittsburgh or out of New Jersey in St. Peter's. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that old St. Peter's Budsaw, which actually took care of uh Murray State, also. So, how was I? Did you? I know we kind of talked about this year to year, and that's funny. I remember I gave you so much shit when we first started this pod four years ago when you were just like, I didn't do a bracket. I think it was like the first year you didn't do like an actual just old school like fill a bracket out. Yeah, I, don't yeah, yeah. I don't think I've done an old school one in like three weeks or three years now. I know I it's really, yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. You did give me shit on it. I was traveling and out of the country and totally forgot all about that uh, or to do one. I knew I had it in the back of my, you know what I've been doing now is our friend of the pod, Chris Allen. He does like a matrix yeah. draft where you draft teams, right. Yeah. Of the 64. And uh, I find that to be as enjoyable as a bracket. You know what I mean? Me so, too. I mean, it's like, it's, for me, that's always fun because it's like it's kind of like having your money in a savings account because it yields about the same return. You always right. like get in about like three percent back. <laughs> it's like twenty dollars, and you win like twenty dollars and sixty cents. You're like, yeah. perfect, that was a blast. But yeah, the uh, <laughs> it does it does have a draft element, which is super fun to it. And yeah, to your point, also like it's kind of uh, it scratches that itch, and also you don't have to deal with the bullshit of at least like everyone's kind of alive, like towards yeah. the end. And the thing is with, with brackets too, is, is you would, I used to do a lot and have so many to then it's like, I don't even really know what bracket I'm really even pulling for at this point. And how much overlap do I have that just totally like eviscerates like, like Kentucky would have just destroyed all of my brackets. You know what I mean? There would have been no feasible thing where I would have been like, yeah, Kentucky's going to lose in, in the sweet 16 round and just kind of like absolve myself from, you know, the first and second round potential upsets. Yeah, and I kind of, it's just, it kind of not, wasn't fun anymore, the less and less, and I didn't ever really watch enough college basketball to give like a real like hack at it, and I know that's kind of the story for like most people, but to me that's just not, like when you're just randomly selecting, you know, 80% of the picks, it's just like, okay, and then just kind of go in chalk, it's just like, this isn't like, this isn't super fun. Right, right, right. Yeah, and any, anything that you randomly pick, it, you're just like you said you're picking on a random guess so chances of those actually hitting like you finding the cinderella like this podcast did with loyola four years ago Ooh, nice. Ooh, burn but yeah but, but the chances of that randomly happening again are, are pretty slim to none i mean we've gone four four years in a row 
since then and, and gone over or three years in a row and gone over. Yeah. And it's also like, it also brings out the, the sports guy, the sports bro that I don't like, which is just like, see, I told you, I told you about like St. Peter's watch out for St. Peter's. Like they get that like one little nine seed correct. And they just can't shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. 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 That is that the, the worst trait of, and I might be guilty of this too, Claudian. So forgive me uh, if I'm being a little hypocritical, but yeah, the, the getting it like after the fact, you know what I mean? Or saying like, Oh, I, I knew I should have said that. Okay. I knew I should have picked them. You know what I mean? Like I knew they were going to win. No, you didn't. The ones that are the, the most impressive ones are the ones that are like, no, no, no. I, here's the real upset. Here's where it's going to happen. Or this, this is going to actually come to fruition. And here's why like Aaron Rodgers staying with the Packers or, you know, any of those things that, you know, <laughs> any of those great. things that you just call from there. Tom, yeah, Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like what, I mean, wherever you want to pull from on some of these, just like soothsayedness. Right. Exactly. Uh, there, there was another uh, bracket version that, uh, someone in orbit had that I kind of fell out of uh, just following it, or maybe I got off the email chain or maybe I didn't catch it in time. Cause a lot, that's another thing about like getting these brackets, like the timeline so short, right? Like yeah. I think it is announced like on that Sunday or Monday, and then you're having playing games on, you know, like uh, Tuesday or uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. But anyway, um, they had a bracket where you just, you basically each seed, you picked your favorite team in that seed, like your favorite one seed, your favorite two seed, your favorite three seed. Oh, interesting. I think, I think you did. I feel like you did that one year. But I feel anyway. like I did too. This sounds familiar, but that, that yeah. would be fun too, right? Anything to get creative away from just, like you said, the traditional chalk bracket. And yeah. then you're like, I've got, you know, I've got a one, a four, a six and a two. And it's like, that's not, I'm not really picking upsets here. You know what I mean? Yep. Regular brackets, those are done, boomers. Get those. Yeah. Facebook generation brackets right there. Right. Talking talking matrices. Um, okay, let's jump into it right now. Uh, let's just go through these games. I'll have to update me a little bit real fast. We'll just start over in the West region. Number one, Gonzaga versus four, Arkansas. So speaking a little bit of chalk, this seems to kind of be a chalk matchup with these two teams going in. Who do you like? Uh, I like Gonzaga. I think that they're a very strong team. I mean, Gonzaga every year is just recruiting better. They have uh, Chet Holgram, who's probably going to be the number one, at least, I mean, for top three pick for sure. Uh, Chet Holmgren is just a really uniquely like shaped player. I mean, I, I, I don't think I ever can remember a seven, one, uh, I guess, power forward, not a center. Who's like 200 pounds who can shoot a three also was like defensive player of the year for his conference rim protects. Like he's just like a unicorn in terms of basketball player. Um, so Chad Holgram is really great. Everyone dislikes Drew Timmy or Drew Tim. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. The guy with the mustache and, and headband for Gonzaga, but he's a really strong college player. Really good. Um, uh, their, their guard who transferred from Florida, Nemhard, Andrew Nemhard is also very good. This is, this is just a very good team. It'll be interesting because they saw a Memphis team that's very athletic and physical and they kind of took them to the wire a little bit too. So it'll be interesting to see like another, you know, Arkansas team, not quite as big as physical as say like a Memphis team, but you know, a good athletic team to see how they match up in, in that sweet 16 round. But I do like Gonzaga in this. Why do people like that Timmy guy? Say that again. Why don't people like that Timmy guy? I don't, I think he's just like, he's the, he's the quintessential. Like if he's on your team, you love him. When you see him, he just, he doesn't look like he should be all that good. He's got the Fu Manchu. He's a little Adam animated. Was Adam Morrison. Yeah. yeah. Adam Morrison. Right. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah. All right. hundred yep, percent. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. This whole region went super talk. Uh, three Texas tech versus two Duke. 
Oops, yep. there here. A uh, lot of possible one seeds on this. Four, possibly five. Uh, or four or five uh, draft picks. Yes, okay. yes. Duke is again loaded. Uh, Paolo Banchero, uh, AJ Griffin. Um, uh, oh, the center seven footer who played really well, rim protector. I mean, there's a lot of like, this is one of, you know, uh, Coach K's better teams in the last like four or five years that he's had. And they played really, really well against the Michigan State team. The score looks a lot closer than that Michigan State game should be, I think, because. Michigan State was unbelievably hot in the first half on three. So I think they were seven of 10 from three-point land. Uh, and that's that's like the great equalizer. That's the thing that now teams can just get hot or why we see so many upsets or so many games that are close, either if you're missing your threes or if you're making your threes, like you're in any game. Uh, and this this Duke team, if, if Banchero can play as well as he did, uh, I think that this is definitely a, a championship level team uh, that Duke has. Where are you on coach K? He's getting a lot of hate. You like coach K or you like to jump on the bandwagon and hate that guy. Um, you know, I've always, I've always had an appreciation for coach K. Like, you know, he, his, his coaching style has evolved like over every generation. He's a bit, he's been the one that's easily like amended himself to the one and dones versus like the four-year players always been like a huge recruiter, always been able to recruit at a university that has, you know, elite uh, academics as well too, which I know some schools have always like said, oh, well, this is why at Northwestern we can't recruit because our academic standards are, are Notre Dame, but he's always been able to do it. You know, he, it's so funny when you think about like coaching back then versus coaching now, Coach K is like the prime example of why you wait for a coach to develop as well. You know what I mean? Now, every time you make a hire, it's like, oh, if they don't get us to the tournament, they don't get us to a sweet 16 in two years or three years, we just got to move on and find a bigger name guy. Coach K was a guy that they brought in from Army and did not have a great season, did not like have a great run in his first three seasons. Um, You know, the fans in the area did not like him. He didn't kind of fit the kind of, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, polo club type atmosphere that Duke has. So I like you. I like you lounging right here, bro. <laughs> I don't know. The parties can't see us right now, but I straight just went like Burt Reynolds on bearskin rugs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. Laid, take, laid down here on the couch. Take that sweater like, off, B. Yeah, fucking loosen <laughs> tell me, up. Tell me but, Coach but, but yeah, get y'all warm. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but that's one of those things. Like, it's good to let a young coach develop. And I, I just kind of wonder in today's era, like, how many, you know, because people were already saying like, oh, Jawan Howard's going to be on the hot seat for this season. It's kind of like, well, maybe he's got to kind of learn how to figure it out. You know, three, four years is, you know, you're still kind of developing as a first year head coach or first time head coach. So uh, I just, I just love, you know, the fact that Coach K has always been able to kind of reinvent himself along the way. Yeah, that should be able because I think sometimes you get shit for it. Like, but sometimes you just got to kind of read the tea leaves and be able to adapt. It's going to yeah. be seen wouldn't do because you can like he can hate the one seed model but still be like all right well this is kind of what's going on right now so i'm going to get my hat in the ring yeah exactly Um, okay so popping down to the east region we got north carolina upsetting baylor those tar heels uh getting the sweet 16 as an eight seed going up against four seed ucla yeah this is going to be an interesting matchup because unc is just a very bipolar team speaking of first year head coach hubert davis who played at unc in his first year, uh, taken over for Roy Williams, 
Um, kind of an up and down team. Uh, Armando Bancott, they got a transfer. Brady Manick, uh, who's got kind of shades of uh, Bill Walton in his long hair and, and beard. Um, you know, their guard play is really going to be the, the biggest question for me. They kind of they they couldn't handle Baylor's press at all, and I don't I don't think UCLA has got that pressure, you know, kind of trapping mentality that, that Baylor used. But I do think that Mick Cronin at UCLA looks like, Hey, if we can speed them up or get them to making quicker decisions that they want to, uh, I do think UCLA is going to be the team to come out of this. And I think that they, they pull some things from that Baylor game, because I don't know if you know, if you saw the game or not be, but they were UNC was up by 25 points, 27 points, 25 points, drink everybody uh, in like OT, in, right? in the, in the, yeah. And then they sent it to OT and they barely kind of hung on. I thought it was Baylor's. I watched that game. I thought it was Baylor's to take when they put it to overtime, but they were yeah. just hung on and got it, got it done. So if I'm Mick Cronin, and I'm kind of like, Hey, they, we like to play defense. Let's put Tiger Campbell for UCLA. Let's put him full court, really get these guys, you know, thinking about what they're doing um, versus just kind of going with the traditional game flow. Uh, then we go down to Purdue and St. Peter's. St. Peter's is 15 seed. Is this like just a misseeding or is this a real 15 seed just kind of making a run? Or is Purdue just going to finally take care of this? Yeah, this is just a, or a 15 seed, just Cinderella story. I mean, there's, they have zero like top 100 recruited like talent players beating a Kentucky team that I think had like seven or something like that. You know what I mean? I mean, this team is like by and large, it's just should have just been happy to be there. Um, they, they upset Kentucky. Then they go and they get a, a, you know, decent Murray state team. Their head coach now is, uh, I believe moved on to LSU. So there, you know, this is a, a team coached by Shanine Holloway, who was an undersized scrappy guard out of New Jersey, who went on to play Seton Hall. Little fun fact that the last time a New Jersey uh, university had made the Sweet 16 was Shanine Holloway's Seton Hall team back when he played. Uh, so everyone thought that that was real fun and interesting. I, I, truthfully, like, unless they get hot in the three-pointer, like, I, I just don't see a way... <clears throat> that they can beat Purdue. Purdue's a very good team. Jay Nivey, their their point guard, really strong. Uh, one of their players, I forget their name, Drink Everybody. Uh, one of their wing guys kind of has gone cold for the last like four or five games. So that'll be the one thing to kind of monitor because he also opened it up with a little bit of three point shooting. Uh, I think he's made like one or two threes in the last like four games. Normally he's making like two a game. Uh, and then they just have size. You know, they got two, two bigs. They got a seven foot four guy, another another big guy that they bring off the bench. So I think, you know, it'd be fun to root for another 15 seed, but I, I don't ever think like a 15 seed drink, everybody. I'm telling you drink a lot. You might be buzzed by the time we get to Nia, but, um, but, but uh, I don't think a 15 seeds ever made it to the elite eight. I, I just don't think that's ever happened. Yeah, what's the deepest we had? Was it like the the George Mason team? It was like a yeah. George Mason was an eleven seed, coached by Jim Laranaga, who's now the coach for Miami. I think that well, they made it to the Final Four. Final Four, right? yeah, yeah. I think that was that was the oldest one before that. The only the the lowest seed ever to win was um, Ed Pickney's uh, Villanova, Villanova team in nineteen eighty five. Oh, what were they? I think we talked about this. They were an eight seed. Uh, they were an eight seed. Oh, what about um, Man in the Miracles? Uh, I thought that they were a six seed. Maybe they were. 
uh, anyway, I swear to God, we've had this conversation. We've absolutely had this conversation. <laughs> right. Everyone's, Everyone's hammered. <laughs> That'll help the memory. All right, jumping over to the South region. Um, we got number one seed Arizona versus five Houston. I like this Houston team. Houston, this Houston team is fun. This is a scrappy Houston team. Um, yeah, they were a six seed, by the way. I don't, I take that drink back because I said six seed. They're a six seed. Danny yeah. and the Miracles. Okay. Um, eh, I mean, or, or keep it if you want. I don't know. You don't, <laughs> recreation. You it's just the yeah. recreation drink. Right. We didn't, it's not on us. That's what we're saying. Um, but yeah, this, I think Houston is a very scrappy team. Uh, if you su- subscribe to Ken Palm at all, uh, the, the Houston team at 25 and nine, they were the fourth rated team of all the 300 and something odd teams in, in, uh, in the land. So Ken Palm, the, the advanced analytics loves this Houston team. Um, so, you know, this will be an interesting game for Arizona. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be fun to watch if they get that. I mean, uh, Houston taking care of Illinois and Zona. I mean, what does Zona do real, do well? Uh, Matherin, they're they're kind of six foot wing guy. I mean, they've, they've just got kind of long athletic guys. They've got a couple of big guys. So, you know, I think uh, when you look at Arizona, I mean, offensively, I think they're they're a pretty good you know offensive team. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think they can shoot, score. You know, Matherin, they're they're one wing player uh he's kind of like a legit nba prospect for them too so you know i think that they just they, they do a little bit of everything on that and i i love you know size and athletes right so that's always going to give you a little 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 ease in it yeah i'm a little uh i want to know what this this spread is oh it looks like this spreads five points is that right okay yeah um we'll jump down to michigan villanova redemption baby go blue let's go, go blue, blue. All right, exactly. All right, here we are. I like it. Um, here's the thing: Villanova fans should be super excited for this <clears throat> because. Of- oh, sorry, Arizona, Arizona is a one point five point favorite in the game. One and a half points. Ooh, I like. I like that. I'll take. I'll take that Houston dog. Yeah, give it to me. Um, Villanova fans should be very excited for this. Of their, I think three titles: 85, 20, like. 14 and 2018 or 2015 and 2018 Uh Uh, two of those years they've beaten michigan on the road one in the finals right dante divincenzo went off in the finals game the other year where they won in 85 they beat us in like the round of 16 so villanova a very scrappy small and undersized team you know, every one of their guys, with the exception of Colin Gillespie, can kind of switch and move and change. They only go really about seven players deep. So foul trouble is a big thing for them. But all their guys are like six four to six seven, six eight. So size is going to be like their disadvantage going against a very big team in Michigan with got Hunter Dixon, uh, Diabate, who's like six eleven and very athletic. Um so I'm very excited about this match. This is a redemption season. This is I, I want yeah. this game. What, why did the Wolverines come into such a low seed? Well, they didn't play well. I mean, it's, you know, as, as much as they, they, right, right, fair enough. Right, fair enough. Copy that. Ball. Yeah, exactly. They stunk. You know, they were like <laughs> they lost some basketball games. Oh shit, that's no good. <laughs> yeah, let me put my analyst hat on. You know, I mean, they were 17 and 14. A lot of teams were like. A lot of people were like, they shouldn't even be in here, let alone 11 seed. And quite honestly, like I was very surprised that they did get in. However, 
they're starting now to kind of round into that preseason billing because I think that they were like, they're definitely a top 10 team. I want to say that they were like a top five team preseason rankings and they just kind of fell apart. It was an off season. Caleb Houston, uh, their top tier freshman that they brought in and Diabate, Diabate, um, are like great athletes, but they just don't know how to play basketball. They're just not. And they're Houston is, you can tell like watching him on the court, he's very conservative. He should be a great shooter, but he's very streaky and, and, you know, he just doesn't have to play with a lot of confidence. Dibate is like great athletic can run, can jump, can do a lot of great things. He just doesn't know what he's doing. He's like, it's like, you know, watching like a baby deer get born. It's like, I don't know if he knows how to like use his arms and legs together at the same time. I know what I'm seeing is like special and like super athletic. And once he puts it together, it'll be pretty amazing to watch. But right now it's like in this weird, like, you know, he's just a baby. Uh, jumping down into the Midwest region, we got uh, number one, Kansas, going against four Providence. A lot of people bandwagon on this Providence team. I think it's a little bit because this isn't a one-seed Kansas of old that we're used to seeing. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, they've been playing very well. Ed Cooley has got the Providence team going pretty good. Um, you know, they're they're a stronger, uh, you know, defensive team as well, too. So, you know, again, this is like, they can go deep. They've got senior leadership, I think, of their like eight or nine rotation guys. I think all of them are seniors except for one. So it's like they they're this battle tested. They've been in it quite a bit, and they can they can bring you know many people off the bench. So you know it's kind of like they're a bit of a like beat of mercury, right? You put one down, it's going to split into two, and they've just been playing really well right now. So do you like Providence in this? uh i wouldn't go as far to say i like providence and i know where our podcast is at i know where my pod partner is from as well too i'll just give you a little chance to (laughs) but uh but you know i mean but uh, you know kansas is a very good team as well too uh ajabe uh or or you pronounce his last name braun uh you know remy martin i i really like the adjustment bringing remy martin off the bench for them um i i feel like it's a might a kind of like booster of of offense and he doesn't really need to he doesn't really need to run the offense he just needs to score buckets while ajabe and brown are are sitting or or getting breather minutes so i i like them you know it's um I, if mccormick can dominate them physically in this game i think it'd be an interesting matchup but uh um you know because they don't, they've got just one big guy here and that nate watson providence does so that'll be that'll be the big matchup right there who wins that battle uh, and then jumping down to our final game in the Sweet 16, Iowa State versus Miami. Miami. A couple double-digit seeds making it to the Sweet yeah, 16. Yeah, this is a little fun. This is, you know, yeah. uh, Iowa State rebounding um, after starting their game against Wisconsin, like two for 22, um, beating a, a very good Wisconsin team. Uh, I don't want to take anything away from, from them. Um, but I really like the Miami team. Like they fucking put it on Auburn. I don't know if you get to watch that game or not, but that Miami team is just scrappy athletic. Um, really not afraid much of anything. I mean, they're, they're a bunch of transfer kids from, oh, excuse me, all over the country. So, um, you know, they're, they're just kind of feeling it out, but, uh, Jim Laranega is a really good coach. Um, Isaiah Wong, that's what I was thinking of as their guard. 
little scrappy six, three guard. I really like his athleticism. Then you got Charlie Moore who's bounced all over fucking division one. He played with KU for a little bit, DePaul, California now here at Miami. Uh, Charlie's kind of been through the battles as well too. So I like this. I like this Miami team quite a bit, actually. Okay. So not counting the Michigan Wolverines, which game are you most excited about watching this weekend? Ooh, that's a great question. I'm going to say Texas tech Duke. Um, because both okay. those teams are going to get after it. Um, I, and I just, I, I really want to see, oh man, I don't know. Actually, I take that back. Arizona, Houston, give me Arizona, Houston. I, I just, yeah, yeah. Give me that one back. You got it back, bro. You got it. You can do it. Changing that down. Um, I brought, you hear about this? You hear about this? Uh, I think you probably did hear about this. So sometimes we go a little bit less random and then we'll get into the actual facts, but Dolphins are giving their new wide receiver, Tyree kill a four year, $120 million <laughs> extension, including $72.2 million guaranteed. Did you hear about this? Oh, I heard about this. This happened as we recorded. This is like breaking news. Like, you got it right here. Um, what's going on with wide receivers right now? Are they just getting too expensive? Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what's going on with wide receivers. Everyone's like, let's move them. Let's, you know, let's get them out of here. I think it's when they get into that second contract. You know what I mean? Then there's certain kind of angle for that third deal. And you're like, oh, you're 28, 29, 30 yeah. years old. Like, I don't know if I want to make that big commitment, but you are pretty good right now, but you could fall off in a, in a real quick way. That's kind of wondering, like, I, I wonder if there's just kind of like, uh, not like maybe an inflation thing that actually happens with these, like in their position. Cause we saw this happen with running back. Yeah. Like running back kind of like ruled the day and their contracts are getting kind of like, you know, this mid, mid, late twenties. And then it was looking for like four year, five year deals. And then like, it all kind of, kind of crashing back with uh, Le'Veon Bell, you know, that was around the time yep. that like he set out and then and, like the market kind of corrects itself, especially when they saw them as interchangeable. And I think, especially if you look like, I think we've had the conversation about like elite wide receivers getting rings. And it's kind of shocking how, if you look at like the top 10, like yardage receivers all of all time, like how many don't have a ring. So to see that as an actual like piece to get a Super Bowl, especially when you have to spend this much money is interesting. So I'm wondering if some of these teams like, you know, because you look at these wide receivers that recently moved, if you look at, you know, two of the debatably top three would be Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, moving the other teams. You know, they moved to teams with quarterbacks that aren't in, you know, that that top like six, top seven tier echelon of getting paid. So it's kind of, you know, I wonder if teams are kind of looking at this like one or the other, like if I'm going to have, you know, a tier three quarterback that I can afford that tier one receiver and vice versa if i have this tier one quarterback i want to take care of it like maybe i can't lock myself down and just have this wide receiver yeah the the Devonte adams to Derek carr doesn't give me the same feelings like you're thinking of Tua and tyreek hill sure right? yeah, yeah yeah i mean uh, but, but it's still like car's never gonna get like i don't think car's ever gonna get like top six qb money no he's not he's not but he's gonna be better like he's going to be, I mean, you know, they're both, there's, there's both going to be a significant drop off from, you know, Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr and obviously Pat Mahomes to two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. There, that goes without saying, but you know, I think like watching what Derek Carr can do, it's like, all right, he's a competent quarterback. He could throw the deep ball. I know I'm going to get, you know, slants and short stuff all day, whenever I want. And also too, I think like for Devonte Adams, it's like, ah, well, 
this might be my best shot at like really cashing out. You know what I'm saying? For like the the final chapter of my life. So I might feel okay with that. You know, same thing with like Tyreek Hill. Maybe Tyreek's like, look, I'm going to go to Miami. I'm going to go to, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go to a good spot. I'm going to cash out and just get my fucking, I already got my ring. So it's like, yeah, I could, I have stuck it around and stuck it out, but this is, this is also why maybe like the, the, the biggest, the last chance for me to get before the market correction to get some of that big dollar money for my skill set. In these two examples, these are just wide receivers taking like chasing the paycheck over like taking a hit and then because Devontae Adams doesn't have his ring so I'm really wondering in his head there's no way he thinks he has a better shot going especially to the AFC West built how it is now like he's gonna have a better sh- shot winning a court uh Super Bowl there than he will you know staying in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers yeah I mean he definitely yeah I I I don't think it's a sh- I think I wonder if he's just giving up on that dream you know what I mean or or yeah, he's like yeah. if I am it's gonna depressing. go if it, yeah it is depressing I I don't know if it's like well if I go to las vegas i don't really know like that's that 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 one what that one makes me wonder because if we think back to the Devonte adams thing like he posted the the last dance with scotty pippen and michael jordan on their instagram and, and aaron Rodgers both shared it so they're definitely like you know the writing was on the wall it was like both of these guys or at least one of these guys is not going to be here at the time we were thinking it was aaron Rodgers. Uh, but then Devonte Adams, you know, piped up with that meme, and you're like, oh well, maybe it's going to be him as well too. Maybe Devonte Adams is just done. He's just done in Green Bay. I'm done in the fucking cold. I'm done wherever. And you know, but choosing or, you know, maybe he had three teams on his list, and 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 the Raiders were like his his number three, but the Raiders gave the best offer, and he's like, well, if I'm going to go there, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to fucking have generational wealth for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? So yeah, back up I the mean, fucking picture. Like what's making it right now? Because I don't, and maybe it's just recency bias, but I don't remember like, you know, two top five wide receivers moving in the same. I just don't remember like top tier wide receivers moving that awesome. Often it used to just be the story of like the wide receiver and the quarterback, and they're just like those were the two that were right off into the sunset together. Yeah, I don't remember this much player movement with Russell Wilson and you know Deshaun Watson and all this oh, like. Yeah. Somebody texted or not texted. I think I saw it on like online or like, man, Madden next year is going to be totally different. You know what I mean? Madden just could be like, who, <laughs> yeah. who's on what, where, where, you know, <laughs> those programmers uh, clocking in overtime. Um, awesome, bro. Um, former Disney world character. You hear about this? You hear about this? Says every shift in her big fur costume was an emotional roller coaster. Uh, if you had to dress up as any Disney mascot, which one would it be, bro? You got to clock in at the park. You got to walk around because it's it, some of the attention you're going to get too. like, you yeah. could go as just like, you know, a rescue ranger and probably fly underneath the radar. Like not everyone's, not everyone's like flipping out. If you're like blue, like the bear from fucking the jungle book. But if you, if you don that Mickey head, like you better be ready to put in that full eight hours from nine. Oh, to we're, we're going full. Like yeah, you're Britney Spears level, like paparazzi everywhere. Right, exactly. Yeah. Me. Then next thing you know, Mickey's shaving his head and, slamming an umbrella <laughs> into the side of a car yeah i get it um oh that's a great question i'm i'm baffled by the emotional roller coaster i know yeah yeah i wanted to get more but you know i just get my info from the headlines the i get you yeah. smaller <laughs> gotta get into that yeah, yeah. Uh, too much to <laughs> yeah you know what uh this one would be fun and i think it would be the coolest one you might not know this one have you ever heard of big hero six 
the oh, big yeah, like yeah, inflatable the, guy that's the robot right or yeah it's the robot one but i feel yeah. like that would be the coolest one the lightest and coolest one because i think you got to have a little like air pack like filling that thing up to kind of give you that billowy thing yeah. so i'm getting a little air circulation you're not going to be able to see me plus i don't think you're getting mugged the same way like mickey is or i laughed at your baloo from the from the uh, jungle book because i was like that's not a top tier cartoon like right yeah it's just more of seeing like kids faces with the look of confusion while like just parents trying to explain who you are and you just keep going on with your life i think maybe i thought maybe like tigger yeah because like tigger he's kind of um he's rascally yeah so maybe like if i'm just kind of like feeling like i'm getting a little too much kid attention or i just gotta need like a couple of seconds of my space for this emotional roller coaster of me being this ticker right right then i could just kind of like hoo-hoo, and then like run off and like hide behind a tree or just like go hide behind like some other building and just like disappear for a few minutes just blowing a butt just blowing yeah. a cigarette <laughs> i knew i was thinking that too just, just going around there for a smoke break um all right bro, you hear about this you hear about this okay you know i don't like to go blue no, you do this not. Is- oh, yes. Do it. I love it already. <laughs> You're excited about this. Um, okay. So Brazilian singer hospitalized. You hear about this? I did hear about this. Brazilian singer hospitalized after holding in gas around boyfriend. He's a hero <laughs> in my book, bro. Hero. <laughs> this gets a... Might show up as my MVP at the end of the episode. Too like funny. this is team player. This scares. Um, do you believe you don't have to talk specifically about your relationship and don't go, but do you think there is a point or are you open that so it doesn't specifically have to be about you? That there's a point in a relationship where we're all comfortable enough with each other where it should be, you know, like allow like it just happens, dat dat. Is even further where it's just like let's giggle at each other doing it, which is absolutely insane, but to each their own. <laughs> <laughs> or is there always just the common decency of you know sharing a life with another human being where at least like I'll take the time to like hold it, sneak in the bathroom, sneak outside, find an excuse to just like not make you a part of this world. Sure. Well, I see this is where we really should have had Dr. Mrs. the commission, because oh, man, oh man. She would have fucking raked me over the coals in this. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm I, I'm a gassy bro. I don't know. My Acabel sure. air horn works from both the top and the bottom. All right. And, all right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but yeah, I mean, I uh, like so I've been asked if there's something wrong with me. Do I have something <laughs> dying inside of me? <laughs> right, right, right. So you know, there is there is like yes, for me, it's part of like it's part of the deal. Like it comes with it. So you gotta you gotta be all okay. Right. But then I I have also had to learn learn that I need to leave the room at times, or at least you know, there's nothing worse than like me just getting up and then going through. You've seen our our kitchen has a little pass through, so I can see into the TV, and then just yeah. still watching TV the whole time. The other room, it's like, yeah. are you just dropping yeah. heat in the kitchen? Yeah. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, I think everyone farts, everyone poops. You should get over it. Um, oh wow! Shots fired at your boy right here. Okay. Yeah. Look, look, first off, if you, if you, for those that have gotten married and then have kids with that wife, uh, if you're in the room when they have uh, the baby, uh, there's a good possibility that they shit while they give birth. So 
you better get fucking used to it sooner rather than later. Shout out to all the ladies out there that took a dump while giving their kid, <laughs> while birthing their kid. God, what a shout out. And what a perfect transition to MMA parody tip. Bring us to the jam. <laughs> Throw your hands in the air. If you're a true player, I love it when you call me Big Pop. Pop. To the honeys getting money, playing niggas like dummies. Uh. <laughs> um, all right, bro. Uh, PTO comment. Is it called the PTO? I don't know, like parent teacher. Yeah, but, like, yeah, I, parent teacher assembly or like parent teacher conference. PTA. PTO oh, yeah, is. PTA pay time off is what i kept thinking when he said oh yeah maybe i pta the entire time yeah yeah pta yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah you know it's one of those things like we're we're now getting into the era where uh you know school decisions now are like real for our kids well okay so this is different than like parent teacher conferences this is like all the parents coming together and all the teachers and you like vote on shit yeah 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 like a a hall assembly and everybody's just kind of yeah. So there's two things. Do you want to talk about parent teacher conferences, like which is one on one with you and the teacher? No, 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 I don't want to talk about that one. No, no. Okay. I want to talk yeah. about, like I want to know what the just kind of like this, like this town hall meeting is with like parents, like kind of all in the same room. Because you got to balance things, right? Like you want to kind of probably talk to some of the teachers. Yeah. And are you yep. just? Does it automatically meet no matter what, or does it just meet when like there's an issue to be handled? They usually. Well, here's the thing. The <laughs> right. Most I would say most parents go there when there's an issue, but they do typically meet like I think ours meets like once a month to just kind of go over like the ongoings of the the school in 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 particular, like fundraisers or like we just had the daddy daughter dance last weekend. So it's like, you know, this is coming up and that's coming up and we need volunteers or this, that and the other. So there's like, you know, I think oftentimes we think of like the parent teacher assembly. It's like, uh oh you know, somebody's got a fucking, it, it's turning into Festivus and there's going to be some airing of grievances going on, you know? Um, so, you know, so I would say, yeah, there's by and large, there's the most of the time is those parent teacher assemblies that are on there, but the ones that go there when there is an issue, it's you're kind of like, what are we all here for? You know what I mean? Like, let's speed this up. Like, I don't care if we, if, if we have cupcakes or streamers, yeah. like I really don't care. You know what I mean? You're like, you're like this is kind of like, I don't invite you all to my job <laughs> like once a month that you vote on like how I should handle this. It's just like, we trust you. You're yeah, you're, you're doing this. Like you guys are in charge. So yes. However you think this, if this raffle should be magazines or candy. Bars, right. Right. Yeah. right. Oh, we're selling, we're, we're doing a can fundraiser. Okay, perfect. That's fine. I don't, I don't need to know more than that. You can just send this to me in a flyer, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say it is good. Like you should, and this made us kind of think more about this as being a little bit more involved just to see with like the growing trends of like, what's what they're thinking of, what's coming down the pipeline. Also, it's like you said, and I think you kind of nailed it is like getting a little like FaceTime with the teachers. If some of those teachers show up or also you get to see like, you know, depending on the school that you go to or how big it is, you might be able to see like who the teacher is for next year. You might just start to get a beat on them a little bit if they're like a good teacher, like what their score is. Cause you know, that's the one thing is like you, you, you send your kids there and it's like, I don't really know who this person is. Who's like kind of in control of like what my kid learns and how they learn and you know, like how they're going to treat my kids. So I, I may, I might want to take a little bit more of an investment just to see who that is. If you're sending your kid to, to the school, you should trust you know, that your school is, is doing a good job, but if they're not, you kind of want to be aware of that and you want to be aware of that as soon as possible. 
So are you like, um, do you show up? Are you shaking hands with like the other, like moms and dads just kind of chilling there, like kind of talking about like which one your kid is and then just making small talk? Yeah. I mean, when we got there, we just sat. I mean, I just like always just kind of sat in the back and, and we just kind of listened and observed until I felt, you know, motivated to come up and, and talk and express what I saw was going on there. Cause you know, there's a mic pod. If there's a mic brandana, I'm going to go out there and fucking drop some heat. <laughs> that's just, that's just instincts. It's just instincts. I'm like clear out. Let's clap this motherfucker off. You know, let's get it going. Um, <laughs> right. But, um, but yeah, you know, it's one of those things where you kind of sit there and you get in the lay of the land. And I will say this, there's always the ones that we've gone to. There's always like a, a parent that's a little fired up. A little like, you know, a little like, hot under the collar. Like dog and pony show fired up, like just kind of like getting like a little bit of attention. Yeah, a little bit of that, a little bit like, all right, is this as serious as what we need to be worried about? You know, so you also want to be there too, because, you know, you don't want people going off the deep end and you don't want this person certainly like swaying anybody, right? Let's say they get the, the kind of really, they're the squeaky wheel that's getting the grease. If it's going to be something that you're like, all right, this is an overreaction. We also don't want that to get out of pocket as well too. So my, my whole thing with the parent teacher assemblies is like, it's just all about awareness. Just making sure like the temperature's right. The parents are okay. The teachers are okay. And we don't have any fucking bad actors in there trying to really, ram home some agenda of theirs and because they're the loudest you know most passionate person in the room they're ultimately going to be deferred to like yeah okay sure whatever that sounds fine you know what i mean a bunch of wishy-washy parents or teachers so you're there just in case you have to alpha the fuck out of that room like oh uh, yeah, like, yeah 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 <laughs> right exactly i'm gonna body somebody yep i'm gonna big dog somebody like, i like the parallel between like an actual classroom and all these parents showing up like are you uh like are you the coolest parents there <laughs> like do you check that's just, so like, funny you know what it's it is one of those things where it's like you don't you do go through that a little bit like I, something about being in like a, a school gym you're like who's that fucking dork like what's their story you know what i mean really gonna wear that shirt with those pants come on now blowing it up um nice. well what's what's the tip on how parents can still stay active in the ptas even if they can't make every one of them how can you still make your presence felt even if you're not able to like you know clock into everyone that's going on or should you just feel confident and kind of screen what's going on and then get at the ones that you really feel like just kind of like need the full attention of all the parents? Yeah, I would say definitely, definitely the latter screen the ones, but I would say if, if you can't make it to it, then find your, find your way into getting like involved in the school in something. And, you know, and that doesn't mean when I say involved, like you don't have to head a committee or, you know, like be the leader of it. You could just be a soldier or just go in there and do what you're supposed to do, but you'll get a lot of information from like that one weekend that you just donate your time or one Saturday afternoon where you donate your time or whatever, you'll get a sense of it. And you'll get to talk to parents and not to like, you know, in the pickup line or the, um, you know, the, the passing in the hallways for parent teacher conference or whatever events going on in the school, where we're all going out there, you know, it's really just find a way to get involved and just get your eyes on what's going around in the, in the school. You know what I mean? Nice. And hop up there and get that mic time. There you go. Mike Rep's going, um, all right, Neapolitan Show, that bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone, because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy, there ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. Hi, bro. Neapolitan Showdown. 
here we are. Top best picture winner. So we got the Oscars coming up. We do. We Oscars this Sunday. Is it this Sunday? No, I will not. Yeah, not a great start. So yes, it is. This Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, the uh, viewership of the Oscars over the last, um, I don't know, I think it's like four years or it's like three or something, but like dropped like 75%. Oh, really? I'm not surprised by that, quite honestly. People are not checking in. What do you think that is like? Do you think that that's related to like less and less people watching broadcast TV? Because that's typically yeah. like how I get that information, right? Is just seeing an ad for it. To, yeah, I think it has, definitely has something to do with like streaming and the fact that it's like the, the Oscars refuse to be streamed. Like CBS oh, is really? going to, yeah, you can only catch it on broadcast. Yeah, so pass, pass yeah, already. Kind of not getting with the times. What, like, what is that? Is that like just a self-importance? Like they think we're like, were the Oscars? Yeah, I don't know. I was, I was like trying to figure that out. Like there's the, like this refusal to kind of go over to it. it. It's kind of parallels what's actually going on in the industry also, right? Like it's just like streaming services getting into like best picture races and everything. And just kind of this idea of the literal home box office, not HBO versus, you know, like <laughs> right. going out to the movie theater, which is an actual kind of ongoing battle. So it's kind of, it's, it's interesting to kind of see that play out, but nobody's watching it. Like, and they like try to like little things they're trying to do, like, um, like most popular picture or like, um, and then they, they cut that. So I don't know. They're, they're just not kind of adapted. It seems like, but nobody's watching, but in the past we did watch. We used to, These we used to, what are your thoughts? I like about? it. My top three. Okay. Um, my number three. And by the way, it is, I do appreciate you sending that, that link with all the previous winners. Cause I was like, I like that movie. Nope. That is not a best picture winner. <laughs> yeah. um, what did you text me? You're just like, what year did demolition demolition man win? <laughs> right, right, exactly. That movie fucks. Um, so my number three, um, Man, I know this one has a lot of heat on it for beating Shawshank. But if I'm going to look at the list of winners, I got to go Forrest Gump as number three. Forrest Gump. I love this movie. Yeah, I think it's like it was one of the first movies that I ever saw in the movie theater twice. Like I definitely was excited to rent it. I mean, it's it's peak prime Tom Hanks when he's just like like hitting dingers. I mean, left and right where like philadelphia is like bring it to me uh after let's not forget like old refs and like turner and hooch and now it's just like all right all of it coming together for this forrest gump like just roll of a lifetime yeah it's it's uh it's a good hang it's kind of like a backlash like people are just like i'm trying to people saying like these old movies are are no good like forrest gump is a fun hang it's a fun hang it's emotional you love it yeah you could nitpick it yeah any good movie you could wow with the exception of Shawshank, any good movie you could fucking nitpick a little bit on it. Yeah, you could get over the Jenny thing and like, you know, fucking, you know, being a whore and get, you know, basically given, could have Give, given a forest AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Good have done that. But, you know, but man, there's just some emotional moments in there. A little Haley Joe Osmond. How fucking cute is he? You know, and Forrest wondering if he's if he's smart or is he stupid, you know, or that way he doesn't say stupid, but you know what I mean? Like that's a that's a great moment. That's a little tearjerker. Yeah, rip my heart out. I'm good there. It's fun. Um, my number three is uh I had an upset also. Like I had to look to see uh I can't remember who it upset now, but 
I'm sure Joe's around here could actually tell me because this is one of his favorite movies. But uh, my three was Shakespeare in Love. Oh. What did it be? Saving Private Ryan. Oh, be Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a it's tough kind of funny. one. Yeah, so our, yeah, our number three spots out. I mean, like in hindsight, though, you would pick Shawshank Redemption over Forrest Gump. For sure. Yes, 100%. It's not the argument, though. I'm not. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. of the winners, yeah. this is a fucking quality, you, quality one. Yeah, because case of point, you can't put Shawshank's Redemption on this list. I cannot. Know. You you'd be correct. Um, Shakespeare in Love. You know you know about this. Do you about this film? I heard about this film. Yeah, this is Gwyneth Paltrow and Ben Affleck, right? Um. No? Well, Joseph Fiennes, Ben Affleck is in it. I mean, pretty, oh, that's right. Like, really small part. I mean, there are no small Afflecks, only small parts. But right. Seems- Here's the thing: of your list, you've got to get a Ben Affleck or a Bradley Cooper on this list. I got. I'll do it. Although I, whatever the fuck I got to do, like, we'll, we're going to be talking <laughs> Affleck, Isaac, or Cooper and that, that like, Ooh, I forgot about Isaac. I forget your, your bromance with Isaac. Love Oscar Isaac. Um, all right. What's your two slot? Um, my two spots is, uh, Braveheart. How can I go with Braveheart? In I, this? Know, I love Braveheart too. This is another movie. We should cover movies that like, feel like they've fallen out of favorite like i feel like everyone loved braveheart and then like one thursday i just turned around and they're just like braveheart sucks it's like what what happened yeah i don't know is it because people don't like mel gibson is that what happened actually that's a great point yeah this (laughs) could be what it is thursday slash dui everyone (laughs) hated braveheart and it's like oh yeah yeah, yeah." there's some some crazy voicemail recordings out there they're like oh braveheart it wasn't wasn't so about freedom all the time Change the temperature of the old William Wallace pick. For sure. yeah, exactly. Um, in my two spot, I have The Departed. This is a little bit of a guilty pleasure movie. Like, it's definitely not Scorsese's, but is that your number one? No, no, no it's not. I just was going to say, I just watched, I just rewatched this not too long ago. It's, like, its rewatch value is, I mean, I guess like a lot of Scorsese movies, but it's just like through the roof. Like, I can yeah. throw that on. It's just like, it's just kind of like trucks along. Like, it rubs me a little bit that it's uh, it's kind of like an, uh, a rework of, I think, a, another movie. It's like an adaptation of a, like a foreign film. So oh. kind of like uses a little bit of just uh, points for originality, I guess. Yeah. But it, like, it's a, like the cast is the cast is great. It's a banger. Yeah, you got. Yeah, it's it's good all the way around. For sure. I like it. Jack Nicholson's a little wild in it. There's a c- couple like overactive scenes in it from oh, yeah, yeah. a little wild by that. You mean like terrible in a lot of scenes? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is wild. <laughs> right. All right. I'm glad you know, I didn't want to say it. You said it. I, I didn't want to say it. That's nice of you. Yeah. Um, this one's so this one you're probably not going to like. I know my number one you're not going to like, but this one I love this movie. You might like this one because it's got your boy in it, but I'm going to go with Rain Man for my number one. I love this fucking movie. Man, in the top spot. Absolutely. This is Cruz doing what Cruz does best, and that's fucking perfect. Movies being awesome. Uh, Yeah, uh, I think Hoffman got the Oscar for this. Yes, he did. Yep, he won for for Best Actor. He was unbelievable. It's got heart. I love it. Yes, you could poke a lot of holes into like the whole thing, but you if you just clip off the ends of him breaking them out of you know the home and then the road trip and Vegas and all that other stuff, like what like a better like you know just like love story to like brotherhood and like being a brother and like rekindling a relationship 
and for and then somebody who can't reciprocate i mean it's just like it's all there i love it and uh you know and like you said tc doing what tc does you got gambling in there they fucking bring it down a casino yeah it's got all of it yeah it's a road trip movie yeah it's great great art to it yeah that's that's great um my number one so i went i just went super good like it was hard to pull these apart because i need to rewatch to actually figure out which one i like more because i think it's been like 10 years since i i've seen the trilogy and i think i've only seen the trilogy three times but godfather part two in the my- deuces yeah yeah you know i couldn't put one on one or two on here because i haven't really watched them enough to like really like really like put like in full con like these movies i i know pretty well like i could put all these up there and talk about them pretty you know but godfather i just i never feel like i can get around to throwing that up on the old tube <laughs> yeah let's just chill, sit down and chill uh you know that's that's a good point i think i'm going to give you the w just on a little bit poser status i mean i do like i've seen the godfathers but you're right i think the point of this was just like the movies you go back to like if you catch it like it'll just be on it's like you rarely stumble across the godfather part two showing on fucking like amc and then you just pull up a chair for four hours yeah why is that why don't we see more of the guy like everyone's like the godfather 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 why don't we see this on rotation more often what's up length of it yeah we can figure it out yeah because i think i even tried i don't remember where i i want to say like the itunes store didn't i don't sometimes it's on a flight what i should do right now is i should download it on the old ipad yeah should like we can key it up eight hours of sour you or eight hours of power you and it's fire up the godfathers you know what's funny is they i think like i felt like amc did something where they like cut two and one into like chronological order did you hear about this do you hear about this hear about this you about this yes i'm just like what what why the fuck are we doing this why are we like why are we showing you know robert de niro as young marlon brando and and you know and and yeah, here's, here's an update if you can't follow the way this godfather story is laid out like might not be the movie for you yeah like, fire hey, a toy story call it a day hey guess what pulp fiction ain't in it for you either you're <laughs> fucked <laughs> um all right brandon and the gambling quarter we got a few minutes bring us to the jam many fucking minutes as we want yeah we'll do whatever the fuck we want who do you think you are telling us what to do guys on the other side of that needle drop to tell you stay us here as long as we fucking please but not really we'll wrap this up but we want to talk about odds of the top 16 teams left here's the odds to win the chip we got gonzaga at plus 230 ku jayhawks plus 450 arizona plus 500 purdue plus 900 Houston 10 to 1, Villanova 14 to 1, Texas Tech 16 to 1, UCLA 14 to 1, Duke 14 to 1. Then it gets a little higher. North Carolina 25 to 1, Arkansas 50 to 1, Michigan 50 to 1, hmm. Providence 1, Miami 66 to 1, Iowa State 100 to 1. Um, what do you like here? We said four, I mean, you said Duke was 14 to 1, right? Duke 14 to one. Yeah. Kind of like that. I kind of, it feels 
you know, gross to bet on it, but not bad odds. They just, they got to get through Gonzaga. And then I think that they're, they're on their way. What if you grabbed, yeah. What if you grabbed a couple of, of a couple of these 14 and 16 to oneers? What if you grabbed like Villanova? Yes. You, well, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you grab Villanova and Duke. That's two 14 to ones. Just sprinkle, sprinkle a little on each. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I like, I like their path. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, Cause what the, the, Zags were chalk, then KU, right? That, that, or the Zags were the the Zags are still getting like two, like a little over two to one. Like Zags plus two thirty, Jayhawks plus four fifty. So that's not too bad too, because I like their path. I mean, they've got Providence, which is a tough game, but then they got two, ten, you know, double digit seeds. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, they play Providence, and they'll play like if they're able to get through that. Yeah, ten or eleven seed. Yeah, and 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 Miami, Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, that's not that's not terrible, but. Gonzaga, I would I would say just your old thing is like if you like them for a hundred bucks, just like put it on, you know, money line or for them to just keep winning, you're gonna get better odds that way. Yep, you're absolutely right. Um see I'm okay, learning. Yeah, so, I'm so proud of you, bro. Uh <laughs> I'm just gonna yeah, just give me the Jayhawks. Give me Jayhawks plus four. Let me root for the Jayhawks and get like four hundred and fifty bucks for a hundred dollar bet. You know what? Then let's just give me the fucking the Wolverines at plus <laughs> fifty to one, and let's just fuck go for it. All right, let's we'll just do it. We don't bet enough against each other on this. Let's yeah. Ooh. Oh, should we? Should we think of a a bet? Yeah. Uh, who Who goes further? What if we? Yeah. What if we flip it? Who goes further? Ku or Michigan? Um. If. Uh. Yeah. So if you win, then. I can't have a beard for like three months. And if I win, you can't shave for three months. <laughs> <laughs> all right, See, let's do it. That beard, bro. Let's do it. Mustache. Um, all right, it's, it's in there. Mark it up. Three months. Mark it up. Mark it up. I like it. Three months. It may be sports podcast episode 211, right at that hour of power. Mark, um, guys have an email for us. Shoot us. It may be sports podcast at gmail.com. What's your favorite best pictures? Let us know. What's your latest Godfather watch? We'll listen to that too. Um, MVP of the week. Um, just finished up that eight-week teaching things. I'd like to, well, I hope they're not listening to this, but I'll give it to the kids that I was teaching for the last. Uh, completed the program. Now they're in Paris. Going to take in Paris a little bit of vacation after all that hard work they were doing. Making them oh, films. yeah. Very nice. Good job, everyone. Uh, my MVP, um, I just saw him. We've talked a lot about him over the last couple podcasts talking about Zion Williamson, right? Mm. Going out there, throwing down a big fucking, uh, East Bay dunk through the legs, cranking at home. Now he's picking up a little one-on-one. I love seeing the guys getting back into it. Uh, granted, yes, everyone's going to probably be like, oh, he's just advertising his new shoe. So what? We get to see Zion in all of his forms. So I, I love when Zion's back. Let's bring him back. Let's get back on the court, Zion. Zion, you're better. We, we want you on the court. Come back, Zion. Come back soon. Um, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. I am Brandon. I want you to sign yourself off. Most awesome. Just when you thought I was out, they pod me back in. Runway, style, fame.
she likes fashion.